big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is mic number one. This is mic number one. Isn't this a lot of fun? This is mic number two. Mic number two. Isn't this a lot of poo? So now we've done a sound check, you know, for all those. Sound check. All that, one, two, <laughs> two. Yeah, all you people that keep two. saying, could you, could you, you know, your, your voice is on the left and his voice is on the right. Yeah. Can you just, no, I can't. I that's because no he's on the left and I am on the right. Yeah. Not politically. If I'm you not were saying in the that. room, we I'm wouldn't saying be. If you're in the room. We wouldn't be yeah. doing levels to see, are you completely in the middle, yeah. would we? No. No. And if you can't, Just, if you, I tell you what, get halfway through the pod, switch your earphones round, put the only, it'll be a completely different experience. I got yet another message via Facebook the other day going, oh, hi, Meg. I, I don't know if you know, but sometimes you're very quiet. It's like, yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> I know. I meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. I meant yeah. that. Yeah. Well, what does Bob Harris do when he does his podcast? Yeah. Uh, Eagles, Jackson Brown, Beach Boys. <laughs> Have you heard of the Beach Boys? Very good. Right. So, John, it's um, it's uh, what is it? It's the day before New day before the day New before Year's the day before New Year's Eve. When is New Year's Eve? Then? It's, no, it's no, no. It's yeah, no. It's the day before the day before New Year's. So it's the day before New Year's Eve. So yes. it's New Year's Eve Eve. Clarity of thought there. there you go. Most valuable. Thanks, there John. Um, and John and I thought, therefore, we would do a look back at the year. Just not this year. Yeah, because this year was essentially nothing happened. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously a lot happened for me, you know, because, you know, you know. A lot does. Yeah. 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 But it's when it's been the shit. pandemic, everyone stayed at home. It's been crap. Da, 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 da. It's been, it's been Who suicide. Who cares about that? Papers called it suicide. Yeah. That's a Lizzie song. Now, that's a dog, in case anybody was under any, any Illusions. doubt. Illusions, yeah. Um, right, so into the mic. So yeah. we're not going to do 2021 because that's just bollocks. It was bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. We're going to do... Uh, we're going to do 1987. We are! Yeah, because that was a better year. Yeah, and also I can't really remember what happened next anyway. <laughs> no. So... So we're going to pretend that it's it's 1987 New Year's Eve. Well, 86 going into 87. No. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, 87. Because yeah, we're looking back. We're looking back. We're not, vo- we're not, I've said voyeurs. We're not um, clairvoyants. <laughs> clairvoyeurs. Yeah. Can I just, uh, that's Coco the Metal Pug. You keep talking, John, okay, while well, I go and beat him. So it just, all you have to do to, to get into the podcast vibe is to imagine that it is New Year's Eve, 1987. Going Tomorrow... Into- it will be year of our Lord, nineteen eighty-eight. That's right. That's right. Well, I think most people that listen to this pod probably think Live it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So looking back at eighty-seven, John, I think um, the highlight for me. 
Shut up. The highlight for me would very much be Def Leppard. Um, yeah, because you spent the whole year hanging out with them. No, no. The, their album only came out in like August 87. And what album's that? Hysteria. Yeah, but had you... Excuse me. Were you not filing reports to Kerrang from the the studio in Holland? I was Endless, in. endless reports. Oh, yes. No, we can't, but we can't close the issue yet. Mick's still got to send in his thing from Holland. That's right. Pa- oh, two-parter. just tell him to fucking two send parter. it in? For Christ's sake, two send parter. it in. Oh, well, he can't get into the studio at the moment. The, the door's locked <laughs> or something. No, I had no problem getting in the studio. It was getting me out again. Um yeah. No, it, it was like Def Leppard. No, De- Def Leppard, um, from this perspective, December 87, I think I would say Hysteria, for me, best album of the year by a long chalk. Just a pity it, it wasn't the same big hit that Pyromania had been because at this point in December 87, Animal had been a hit in the UK. Animal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think they had another single out yet in america the first single was women probably yeah. the worst track on the women, album yeah yeah day, day, day. Oh, no. women was the same as rocket yeah wasn't it was women they did have quite a women. few songs that were along those lines along the not for we wouldn't say formulate no no it's not as if mutt lang has entirely <laughs> taken over Def Langer, yeah, as they were known, um, and the album. Is the album finished, Joe? I don't know. I better just ask Mutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mutt, Mutt go. Well, hang on. I'm doing this album I'm and d- that album, and I'm doing the guitars at the moment, Joe. Can you just be quiet? <laughs> yeah, Joe. I'm just doing the vo- the guide yeah, vocal the vo- for you, mate. Yeah, the guide vocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the layered. Yeah. Vocal bed. Yeah. <laughs> vocal bed. Yes. Um, we're being very bitter. I love yeah. that album. That's what, it's, it's a great think, album. It's a great record. It came out, but as you say, it's it's just not slippery when wet, is it? You know, which is well, not that's not the in, album. That's the album that's exciting me. <laughs> <laughs> which came out uh, like autumn eighty six, yeah. but was a huge hit throughout eighty seven as well. I know that's why I said it. Right, yeah. 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 I just yeah. might remind it's, you. it's as if it was yesterday. <laughs> I tell you a funny story because Bon Jovi did Donington in '87, and um, Slippery had come out, you know, in September or whatever it was the previous year, and they'd had all the hits by then: "You Give Love a Bad Name," "Living on a Prayer," "Wanted Dead or Alive," and then for Donington they brought the John was just going into his cowboy phase, wasn't he? I'm a cowboy, cowboy, because he goes off and makes the cowboy movie. He does. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet, though, do we? No, we don't. But that's no. what he's going to do. Well, does he? Is he? Because I don't know. I that. heard. I'm in I 80s. Heard. Oh, you looked into the future. I heard. You looked into the future. Yeah. Um, so summer of '87, they're doing Donington, and typical John. You know, he's gone from everybody's best bud to superstar yeah. behind many VIP yeah. barriers. And I was doing a thing for Radio 1, just recording bits, interviews. This and is at uh, the Donington yeah, Monsters of Rock. Yeah, um, for the Andy Kershaw show. Andy Kershaw. Andy Kershaw. <laughs> Liz Kershaw's famous brother till Liz got... Uh, that's the wrong accent, isn't it? When they lived down in Cornwall, that's what they used to talk like. Yeah. Well, they were Yorkshire. Manchester, wasn't it? Lan- was it Lancashire. 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 Yeah. Lancashire. Or was yeah. it Yorkshire? 
anyway, um, so through the magic of Radio One, because there's no way Andy Kershaw's going to Donington. Let's get no, that straight. No, yeah, no, he's hanging around with Billy Bragg or whoever. Yeah, exactly. If Billy Bragg was the headliner at it, Donington, yeah, with his year. one M and his guitar. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking for a new world. Bang. Bottle yeah. of urine off the top. Yeah, of yeah. more than one. Oh, yeah. more than one. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think Billy Bragg would have got through his first number. No. 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 It'd be fun to have seen it him would try. Have been fun. Yeah. 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 Donington audience in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, through the magic of Radio One, I'm, and also because, you know, you know, you remember me, John, mm. you know, uh, in we go. And um, they just, I just, on the Thursday, Donington's the Saturday, and on the Thursday night, I'd seen them on top of the pops doing, I don't know what the song was, but the final single from Slippery, Never Say Goodbye. Oh, yeah, probably something like that. One of the real, like, fillers. Right. Now, I, I was on Cloud Nine, not Cloud Nine, not Cloud Nine. I was on Way of the Fucking Fairy. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> um, I'd been away from Kerrang for months writing the Marillion book. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because um, there's another band who've done very well in 1987. Absolutely. But we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Um so I'm completely out of the loop and I've caught them on top of the pops and I don't recognise the song. And I'm just thinking, oh, fucking hell, we've got a new single out. It must be a new album. Um, and that's it. That's the only thought I gave it. So then at the show, I'm backstage and John is super... By this, he's in his super serious face. Is he wearing his uh, leather, long leather coat thing he had? <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, no, it was a sunny afternoon. Uh, so he was, he was, I don't know what he was wearing. Calf but he, t-shirt. He hasn't smiled in two years yeah. at this point, you know. And um, so as I'm walking in and setting up, I say to him, I really like the new album. <laughs> and the he new, goes, what new album? Yeah. Then you, you should have said then the one you're just about to make. If only I could have thought that, yeah, that quickly. quickly. <laughs> but in 87, I yeah. probably already had 20 Senses beers were at dulled. that point. Yeah. Senses, senses were dulled, and um, it was just a, it was just an awful moment. Yeah. You know, I said, I really love the new album. He said, What new album? I went, Your new album. I saw you doing the single. Yeah. You went, Yeah, that's from Slippery. I went, Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, you went, I'm making a new album, Slippery. Yeah, yeah. it's a new. Album. Not done one since, have you? <laughs> Shut up, then, you silly <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So the interview was not. Didn't go well. Didn't go well. No. no, didn't go well. So that's a lovely memory I've got it from eighty seven. Now, am <clears> I <throat> am I hallucinating, or did not the end of JBJ's set Bruce Dickinson arrive on stage to announce that the Maiden would be doing next year's Monsters of Rock? Well, I think what he said classic was, Smallwood trick. Well, no, I, he got in trouble for it. Oh, did he? Yeah, he wasn't supposed to I say anything. A, I thought it was a setup. No, he was drunk. Oh. And he came up and he did whatever the thing Probably he boys did. Probably the boys are back Probably in town. Probably the boys are back in town because yeah. his voice would have really suited <laughs> yeah. that one, yeah. The Bruce boys are back yeah. in town. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Boys <laughs> town. And at the end of it, he went, see you all here next year. Yeah. Because let's be honest, it's an open secret that they are doing it. At that point? Yeah. Probably, but you know. Oh, no, I'm telling you. Oh, oh you're telling me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Talking to the mic. I am talking yeah. to the. Oh, yeah, I know you get annoyed, but I do. I get being told you they can't hear you. Yeah. yeah. Feedback. So, um, 
yeah, that's one of my pleasanter memories. I I tell you what else was it that year? What the year just gone? You mean? Oh, eighty seven. No, I'm thinking of something <laughs> that happened after that. So I tell you what else happened in eighty seven, <laughs> which I didn't I didn't pay huge attention to at the time. Um, because there were so many great bands coming along all the time in those days, wasn't there? Or great new albums, or I mean, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, mm. Maiden was still in there, Plume, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, endless. Loads of albums came out in loads, 1987. Loads, Including an album entitled 1987. Yeah. By white David Snake. Coverdale and his White Snake. Absolutely. Yeah. And his uh, new, as he put it to me, great piece of ass. Yes, that's right, yeah. She's a great piece of ass, she's, Michael. She's she's the new breakout star of Whitesnake. She is. Tawny Kittane. Yeah. Tawny Kittane. Never, never mind that he sacked Bernie Marsden and who was the other one? Well, there was Mickey Mel, Moody. Mickey Moody, Mel Galley, yeah. Bill Murray... Yeah, well, they're all back in England, stewing in bitterness <laughs> and phoning their lawyers. As on MTV comes David Coverdale with a new hairdo. And a, and a new bird. A new bird who's cartwheeling over the bonnet of his new car. Yeah. And, and, and a new his, guitarist. And in his suite at Le Mondrian, yeah. which rumour had it he David had a a share, share a slither yeah, yeah. or possibly more than an interest a yeah an interest. a private financial interest yeah. um, fair and, he's, and he's got he's got he's got you know Tommy Average on the drums hasn't he well no let's make the point here it was Ainsley Dunbar on Isn't the album oh, it, was it was John yeah. Sykes on the album on the album and I think it was Neil Murray on bass on the Might album. Might well have been. He's consulting his lawyers back in but by London the time, as we speak. But by the time the videos are being made, they've all gone. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, who cares about anything except the video? It's 1987. <laughs> we don't care who played on the f- album. Who no, cares? There's a bird yeah. on a car bonnet the, can't with her legs his wide car, open, yeah. Yeah. taking the air. Yeah. And, and there's and David. And here I, here I go again. Hang on. I'm... <laughs> Sure, I've heard that song before, <laughs> David. Yeah. I don't think "Here I Go Again" was actually think, on the British version of the album until it until, became a hit, and then yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, no, it was the the first hit was um, "Still, still the, the Night, Nights, Still the Nights, Still the Nights," which didn't sound at all <laughs> like Led Zeppelin. No, no, it's making me cough. It sounded so little like yeah. Led Zeppelin, and also in the video. By now you've got Vivian Campbell in the band, yeah. Adrian Vandenberg yeah. in the band, Rudy Sarzo on Rudy bass. Rudy Sarzo on the bass. And Tommy Average on drums. Yeah. Um, but do you remember the video? Adrian Vandenberg, there's a bit in the song that goes... In the video, Adrian Vandenberg's got a violin bow. And he's like... He is, yeah. That's because that's how you play it. Dude, you didn't even play on the track. No, There's no violin bow. But he's in the video. But he's in the video. And Jimmy Page, who I got to know later in 88, I remember saying to him, did you see the White Snake video? (laughs) I said, what did you think of Vandenberg? And he he goes, I fell off the chair laughing. I I bet he didn't laugh. No. He he fell off the chair and phoned his fucking I think he issued a curse. He's another one back in England. (laughs) 
phoning his lawyers, <laughs> not knowing that in the future he will be collaborating with DC. Knowing Jimmy, he was probably phoning Tawny. That's who yeah, he was probably, phoning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've, had, you've had the warm-up act. Yeah. Now do you want the real thing? Yeah. yeah. You've had the rest. Yeah, now have the best. Now have the best. Yeah. You've had the guys in Rat and Motley Crue yeah. and White Snake yeah. and others. Yeah. Probably, according to John, not me. <laughs> um, but there was some, it was a great album. Um, it is a great album. But they I had, think there are still hits to come on that album. Yeah, there's a great ballad on there called uh, Is This Love? Is this love that, that I'm feeling? feeling? Is this the love? <laughs> and I've got an idea that Tawny might be in the video for that as well. Do you well. think? Yeah. Well, she's such a big success in the first one. She is. What if they were to bring her back? How yeah. about that for an idea? How about that? Yeah. And how about if they got a really old White Snake song called Here I Go Again? Yeah. And re gingered it up a bit. Yeah. Made it a bit more lively. Yeah. Yeah. And more, more fairy dust. Yeah, exactly. And they also changed uh, a word on that song famously. The original song. Um, Go like a hobo, I yeah. wander all alone or something. Like a dosser, as Tyson Fury would say. <laughs> That's my favourite thing about Tyson Fury. Too. That dosser, I'm going to fight that dosser. Get into your mic, you dosser. Yeah. Um, uh, John Colonna. Like a dosser, I was. But Colonna's going, <laughs> what's a dosser? <laughs> it's an outdoorsman, John. David, what's a dosser? John, it's, you know in LA they, they call them outdoorsmen. What, the homeless? <laughs> He's an outdoorsman. Do you know, I, when I was in LA in 2019, on one of my visits, there was a homeless guy outside Barney's Beanery yeah. with an iPad. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah. And then did, he, tell, up, did he ask you if you had bank details? <laughs> We can do an easy I mean, transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's contactless. PayPal, Ko-Fi, all of those. <laughs> I was outside Starbucks and this poor homeless woman who absolutely stank was sort of you coming down the road. That. You didn't smell that great yourself, mate. <laughs> no, I fucking smell like this, I tell you. <laughs> um, I felt so sorry for her. I think probably because she was a woman as well. Mm. And I took out Half a few gold, dollars you see. Half to, gold to put in her hand. And she kind of looked at me as if to say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Two dollars. Fuck. What am I supposed to do with two dollars, yeah. mate? We're in we're in West Hollywood. <laughs> a fucking latte costs twenty bucks. <laughs> Get out of C note, you yeah, cheap yeah. bastard. Yeah. So I took her home. Anyway, um <laughs> uh, So the guy with the iPad, what did he say to you? He's sitting on the pavement, the Look, sidewalk. Looking at his iPad. Yeah. You know, he's, a next to Barney's. Put the he's, money. he's probably on the old Barney's free Wi Fi. He probably is, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking going, is that an iPad? I don't even have an iPad. I'm staying in the posh the, hotel is, here. Is that the new iPad? <laughs> the Dude, iPad is that the 6? iPhone 50? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's an outdoorsman. An outdoorsman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like an outdoorsman, I was born <laughs> to walk alone. So, Kaladna said, yeah. David, if you say mm. hobo, they're going to think you're saying homo. <laughs> Like a like a homo, he should have done. Like a homo, I was walking all alone. Because this is 1987, people. Back then, yeah, you wouldn't have been cancelled for that. I mean, you might have been. I don't know. 1987, no, probably, probably not. Championed as yeah. a gay rights champion. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
In fact, I heard uh, the the original title of the album was Homo, <laughs> but a, a last minute decision was made. Well, origi- not to was use it that originally time. another one of these sort of Led Zeppelin type things that wasn't actually called anything, and it, and it, be- it began to be referred to as 1987. Because it didn't, it just had, on the front was just the White Snake logo, wasn't it? The WS logo. It had no title. At the, my memory is that I remember it being presented to me as called 1987. But you're right. I don't remember seeing, I think I saw like a White Snake 87 yeah, or something. Yeah, something like, but it was, it was kind of, America, he was positioning himself as a kind of Led Zeppelin type, you know, this is just For the like, modern day. like one, two, three, four. It's like. This is the this is just White Snake one. I think that was, was also no. because it was Geffen who was yeah. saying in America this, this is, is White new. Snake yeah, this one. is new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was a a great that that noise you can hear is we're on a farm and that noise you can hear is the, the all the blokes out in the field shooting, shooting animals, anything that get their hands. But on. It's the shooting time, yeah. you know. New, new New Year's Eve, let's go <laughs> kill some animals. Yeah. Bring your shotguns. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that was a great album. I think... Um, so is David Coverdale the biggest rock star in the world? No, I think in 1987, John Bon Jovi is the biggest star. David is the breakout star. Yes, right. he is the breakout star. Him and Tawny. Him and Tawny. David yeah. and Tawny. Yeah. Um, They're the power couple. The Leopard album finally comes out after four years, which in those days was just ridiculously long. In these time. days, you mean? In the, yes, indeed, in these yeah. days. When I say those days, I'm uh, talking about eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. But there's another uh, uh, record that comes out, I think, in about August eighty seven, which will go on, perhaps in nineteen eighty eight, to become a, a bigger hit because it wasn't a very big hit in eighty seven. And that was Appetite for Destruction. Do you think that's going to be a big hit? Or do you think the Faster Pussycat album is going to be bigger? I'm glad you asked me that. Because the very first time I saw both those bands live was on the same bill at the Manchester Apollo. And it was so empty, they'd closed off the balcony. And um, Faster Pussycat came on first. I'd never seen them before. And I just thought, wow. They're brilliant. They're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. I love Because they them. were amazing. They were amazing. Let got your number on, on the, bathroom the bathroom wall. Yeah, good That one. video like a Russ Mayer. Yeah. Don't change that song. It's my favourite record. Do you remember that one? Oh, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I yeah. love them. I love them. Of course, Faster Pussycat was the title of a Russ Mayer movie. And pro- uh, I believe, were they not produced by Rick Browdy, who had... Who was a fucking maniac? He ended up doing poison, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he'd done poison. Oh, he'd done, he'd put the done first a poison really album. cheapo poison album that would like cost thirteen thousand dollars or something, and was number one for months on end. And then he did Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Well, they were just brilliant, and I, I remember I'd been told how really good Guns and Roses were. Um, I'd heard the album. I just was meh. I, I yeah. didn't. I I in the Kerrang office. I have a very clear memory of Mad Malk prancing around, waving tapes that he'd been sent and saying, and saying then, not only have I got the Guns N' Roses album, I've got the Faster Pussycat album. Really? I remember him really clearly saying that to Jeff, and Jeff just like, 
glancing up from his desk. And says, yeah, but well, is it, it's not no, sticks, no, though, yeah, is it? Just write it down, Malcolm. That's what we're paying you for. <laughs> Malcolm would be that guy that had those tapes. Yeah, they no, prob- he was. And he, yeah. They weren't the ones they put in the shops. These no, were no, no, they're pre-release things that he got from he made some white source label. or other. I've oh, got yeah. the fast pussy cat. Yes, yes, got the fast pussy cat. Got it. Well, got it, was, it now. Got it, it now. Malcolm put it on. Put it on. I went to Manchester with. Yeah. Pete Cronin, the photographer, drove big us nose, up. big nose, big nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, he drove us. He had a new car, and he was so proud of it. And, and me and Malcolm, neither one of us could drive at that point, yeah. so we didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. We we're just <laughs> drinking in the car. Oh, don't light a cigarette. Too late. <laughs> don't put it out. The- oh, too late. <laughs> You're not rolling a joint in the car. Oh, too late. So, um, faster, pussycat come on and and they could have been half as good and i'd have thought they were fucking great but they were brilliant and i remember just thinking i know malcolm keeps going on about guns and roses but dude i think these faster pussycat dudes i've just seen the future of rock and roll and its name is what's the guy's name the singer tie me down tie me down tie me down mate that wasn't his tie me down Timey kangaroo down, yeah. sport, yeah. timey kang. I think he named it after that, didn't he? he? Did. <laughs> well, his middle name was Kangaroo. Uh, and his, yeah, and his uh, real first name was Rolf. <laughs> yeah, he keeps that fucking quiet. He keeps that now. very quiet. Yeah. Yeah, he's known to his yeah. friends as Timey, yeah. but to his family as Rolf. Yeah. <laughs> or Jake the Peg. Anyway, yeah. we digress. So Faster Pussycat, fucking amazing. I'm like, shall we go now? They're like, no, no, Guns N' Roses. Mm. I'm like, mm. they're coming on too. Yeah, and really, I mean, yeah, let's face it. You've been up with Big Nosey's car. Yeah. You've had a couple of drinks. You've had a couple of spliffs. Yeah. Faster Pussycat have been on. Guns N' Roses come on. Might as well be the same band. They're very difficult to tell apart. Well, that's really. what they've I got, was both thinking. They've got sort of small blonde singers. They've both got blokes, you know, with hair over their faces they're both from la yeah they're both playing the same sort of music yeah was not a lot not a lot, of, not a lot of difference between the zero two. expectation um i really i'm like come on guys, for fuck's sake long drive you know get home before closing time yeah and uh, they were like no malcolm was absolutely not leaving till we've seen guns and roses <laughs> you know fuck's sake malcolm so um guns and roses come on okay I can now no longer remember anything about Faster Pussycat because Guns N' Roses were just amazing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
And it was one of those strange things that you... Yeah, but you, you have a very poor short-term memory. We've established that. So, well, no. So you, yes. it, to me, you, you, it's like a, a constant renewal. It's like a goldfish. It's like <laughs> no, I, the I, world has no, gone past you I once did, again. I did still think Faster Pussycat were really, really good. I'll tell you how you knew they were good, because you wrote copious notes. <laughs> As always. Being an assiduous journalist. I was known yeah. for my thorough... Yeah, note-taking you're like, you're like deep Lingy. research. You're like Lingy with these fucking microphones <laughs> stuck. <laughs> you know, Li- Dave Ling is that's who John's referring to. Lingy, every record he's ever been sent he you know, from the days it. of records, yeah. not just keeps it, but keeps the press release inside the sleeve. Inside. I know, yeah. He and had to buy a second property to house all he this did. stuff. And he not only keeps that, he keeps the interview tapes. From his interviews, and he still does his interviews on on like C sixty cassettes what, to this day. To this day, and fuck knows where he gets them. That that's fact. How does he transcribe them? Well, in the old style. Oh God! Yeah, I used to have one cassette and just used to record over, over and over and over and over. Yeah. And over. <laughs> Did you until keep got, that classic interview with Jimmy Page? But do, do, you, no, do you remember when I had we, to go and interview Paul Sampson? Well, yeah, <laughs> when in the future. We go off, me and you go off and work on Raw magazine. Oh, yeah. How useful Lingy's old interviews and cassettes of archive. gigs used to archive. be. Archive. used to be because you go, let's do a thing about a classic gig. What about, you know, Motley Crue when they came over and did the... And it, it'd bring in the he'd tape. bring in the tape. He'd record yeah, every gig play, he's ever they, been to. What did they play that day? Did they go, Lingy would just get the tape out. That's what they played. Not not just what they played. Here's what they said in between the songs. <laughs> And here are my notes to yeah, go with. Notes, so, uh, yeah. I'm I'm very much of that school, you know. I'm you are. I'm not. Uh, here's what I'm not. You know, I, I'm not a guy that would have gone to Manchester Apollo in the summer of '87, drunk no, or, no or stoned way. in any way. No way. God no. Um, and the fact that I watched all of Faster Pussycat was quite a record for me because I, you know, you see two numbers. I get it. Yeah. What do I need to be here for another hour for? I get it. Where's the bar? But I watched them. They were re- honestly really great. But then Guns N' Roses were fa- and then another level, really another level. I, I, to me, it was like Led Zeppelin. Did uh, am I mistaken? Is my memory of a few months not quite so good? But did then Guns N' Roses not come to the Kerrang office? Yeah. And I don't know if you were there that day. I remember. Them I don't. Coming, I don't know if I was. Actually, I, you, I remember them coming in terrifying. <laughs> The people on Sounds, the people on... Was it She or whatever that girl women's magazine was called that used to be there? She? Yeah, it was called either... Or was it called... I thought that was Sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl magazine. There was a girl Record Mirror. That was, oh, yeah. Like in Record Mirror. Gazing upon the awful visages of Guns N' Roses as they traipse around the... Uh, There's a guy in a top yeah, hat. And he's... Stinks. He stinks. Yeah, and he's smoking two cigarettes at like, once. It's it's only ten o'clock in the morning. They appear <laughs> to be drunk. <laughs> and that was back in the day when you could, like, the pubs weren't yet open. No, it's you're not like you could go to a pub at eleven in the morning. Those were literally the days when Slash always walked around with a bottle of Jack Daniels yeah, in one hand correct. and a cigarette in the other. Correct. And and so Guns N' Roses do their thing. Uh, and to, to sort of get it in one hit like that was very unusual. Um, you might see a band and go, oh, I love this bit, and then, oh, I'm a bit bored now. You know, but this was 
wow. Um, so afterwards, we have to go and say hello to them. And I remember Stephen Adler, Malcolm going, oh, Stephen, Stephen, this is Mick Wall, this is mm. Mick Wall. Stephen went, hey, man, you got any quaaludes? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no. Uh, hang on, let me check. No. We don't have quaaludes no, in so England. We, we don't have quaaludes <laughs> in it. You don't got quail. Well, what do you got? <laughs> I said, um, we have second all. They call them reds. Ah, oh, reds, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go into the mic. Now, you're John. not saying anything. No, no, but you're like backing that's away. That's because of, yeah. And uh, anyway, chat, chat, chat. And then Axel, the quietest, nicest. Little mouse. I'd like, Little I'd like church to, mouse. This is Mick from Craig. I, I, I'd like to thank you guys for all your support on Craig. You know, I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, because what have we done? We done with that one. Slung him out the office for <laughs> reeking of booze. Um, but no, I remember very well listening to that album because uh, you know everybody was going on about it and thinking. Eh. I mean, I realise mm. now that isn't necessarily my feeling. Now I do see it now as a, a fantastic record, but at the time, slightly, it didn't sound like. It didn't sound like hysteria. It didn't sound like 1987. It didn't sound like Slippery When Wet, which are these tremendously produced records. You know, yeah. they sound expensive. They sound, you know, glossy and in, t- in tune with the times. I remember thinking, Welcome to the Jungle, because by then we had the video and we're showing it a bit on the show. Oh, what show was that? Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned um <laughs> I used to do a show. A show? A show what was see. it called? It was called the Monsters of Rock Show. Oh, yeah. It was weekly. They used to show it about five times a week. Yeah. Me and Mr. Ed the Talking Horse <laughs> were the most popular shows on the channel. Oh, yes. Um, so I'd seen the video just watching it, and I, I did think it was good, but I sort of got all the references too quickly. So to me, his vocals reminded me a lot. I know it's going to sound strange to you, but to me, his vocals, not the... Not that one, but the deeper one. It's so easy. Mm. Reminded me a lot of Iggy Pop. Right. And that video where he's in the chair with the straight jacket and they're forcing him to look at TV screens. To me, that's pure clockwork orange. And and I was at that age where um, anything that didn't seem completely original to me uh, or have something new to bring to the party. I just or I, or if they didn't have a private plane that you could go they, on. Well, there you are. Yeah. You see, um, and so I just it took you know I just thought no I get it but you know I've seen it all before, and then I saw them live and realised oh fuck because I'd make I better get I better get my ass back out to LA and well, hang I, around with these blokes. Yeah, I mean I I really did because I I pretty much hated a lot of the eighties because like I told you on another one of our episodes doing the Marillion book, you know, fish hated me at the end of that because there was not one mention of drugs because this is in the days when it wasn't drugs. It was experimenting and expanding your mind and all this business. And it was integral to the way fish worked um, as it was for so many. Um, But no one would talk about it, which is why so many of my stories in Kerrang were always about drinking and party because I couldn't say snorting Coke and, whatever um and then suddenly here is this bad first question you got any quaaludes i i just thought i love this band yeah. already um slash with these jack daniels and and uh first time i interviewed uh, in the coming year i would 
I, I expect I will meet Slash in 88. Yes, I expect point. you might come across him, yeah. And he might, I might go to his hotel one morning to interview him and he might come down and say, I just did a foil of smack. And I might say, oh, that's lovely. Shall we, <laughs> shall we begin? Yeah. yeah. It sounds bizarre, but in those days, that to me was so refreshing. Yes, yes. It was. No, yeah. Well, no, what they did, they weren't pretending and they were making it clear they weren't pretending. Yes, it yeah. wasn't what they were doing. It was yeah. the fact that they were so open about yeah. it. In that first interview, he was saying, I'm, I'm probably going to die of AIDS because I'm fucking all the same porn stars that all the other rock stars are fucking. And I thought, he's right, he probably is going to die of AIDS. He yeah. goes, one of us will go and then the rest will topple, topple like dominoes. I thought, I like, this is so much more interesting than, you know, whatever. Yeah. All that bollocks you had to talk to the others. So do you work out? Yeah, I work out every day. So. <laughs> David, have you got any little bit of work there, David? Yeah. No, no, I work out. It's exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. it is, David. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you mentioned Marillion. I mean, a good year for the lads. Definitely. Good year for the for the for the you know the new wave of British progressive rock. Well, they'd had their huge success in '85 with Misplaced Childhood and uh, Kaylee. The habit of a misplaced thumb and the sign of the rain. Yeah. Aye. 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 Problems. Yeah. Problems. Problems. Problems with yeah. the band. Problems with the wife. It's hard to follow up, isn't it? You know, because this is a... Because this is not... Misplaced Childhood isn't just a record that is bought by rock fans. It has a crossover hit with Kaylee. It's bought by, you know, the people who go in Woolworths to buy their albums. It, um, it's a big big hit record. It was platinum in the UK. Yeah. Um, and I remember at their shows, by 87, when Clutching at Straws comes out, um, you you go to their shows and, you know, the, the usual guest list of people, but they'd also be like Spandau Ballet and... And I can't think of the names now, but people that weren't rock bands, um, and lots of lots of women, which was unusual in at UK rock and metal rock shows events, in those days. Yes, yes. Um, because they had had this tremendous hit, and it was a fantastic record. How do you follow that up? Clutching at straws, which which is my favourite album of the Fish era. Totally mine too. Yeah. Totally mine. Um, and of course, it you know, clutching at straws. Yeah. You know. What was it about? Yeah. What, do, we, do we know what that was about? It worked on so many levels. It did. It did. And the opening track was Hotel Hobbies. Yeah, spanning Dawn's Hall of Corridors. <laughs> Bellboys checking out the hookers in the bar. You go, where are you staying, fish? <laughs> I thought you had a few quid by now. <laughs> oh, dear. He was a... Is, is and mm. was a fantastic lyricist. But of course, with the success of Clutching at Straws, it, um, Incommunicado got to number mm. six, went straight in at six, stayed there for two or three weeks and vanished again. Sugar Mice, which was supposed to be the next mm. Kaylee, only got to like number 20 in the chart or something, if that. Uh, warm Wet Circles, similar. Like, yeah. it, was, it was like they were back to like, the he knows your nose here are getting at number 27 in the charts but the album was uh, I think a number one uh, very high and um, at this point at the end of 87 definitely for me they are about to become the next Pink Floyd 
Wow. I, I think bigger because Pink Floyd never had a front man. You know, uh, after Sid Barrett, it, it, they were completely anonymous. You know, Dave, yeah. uh, is it Dave Gilmore singing? Is it Roger Waters? Is it Rick Wright? I mean, if you know Is it Floyd, those couple of girls? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those, those two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that's how it went. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's how I remember of, it. Yeah. It's uncanny, though. Yeah. If you were to play the record right now, uncanny. Yeah. And Floyd are always moaning, and Roger Waters is moaning on about this, that, and the other. It's like yeah, really in a breath of fresh air in progressive terms. You would not know them if they walked down the street, whereas yeah. Fish clearly was a front man, unmistakable. Yeah. He's got the genetics got of genetics. a front man. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got full-on charisma. He's like yeah. six foot five, yeah. round the waist, and very tall. Yeah. No, he was fucking giant, but he was such a brilliant, I thought, brilliant poet, lyricist, but front man. And so Marillion had that kind of thing that Floyd didn't have. You know, Floyd at their shows would kind of disappear into the backdrop, as they still do. Yeah. Roger Waters, whoever it is. Well, you just stare at the lights, don't you, when you see Floyd? That's yeah. what you're there to see, the lights. Whereas uh, with Marillion, you were fully engaged yeah. with this, um, probably in the same way as Gabriel was in Genesis, um, but more like a you know a really strong front man. So to me, I just thought, I just think that they're going to go but you've, on. But you've written his book, which he's not happy with. That came out in 87 yeah yeah market right. square Heroes. market square Heroes. don't know where you got that title from but anyway the book comes out tell us about that what happened there it's really strange um i went on the road with them who engaged you to write it oh, it was all my idea yeah i kept on and on and on at them you should do a book you should do a book and then the time's not right when the time is mm. right well, what are you talking about? Time's not right. <laughs> well, no, after Misplaced, yeah. I was talking about it before then. Oh, right. After Misplaced, um, and don't forget, when I was talking about it before then, I'd never actually written a book. But after Misplaced, I'd written the Aussie book. Um, so I thought, well, I can I can definitely do this. And um, uh, But it was a massive book. And I went on there. They, they, remember Fish lost his voice, sort of autumn 85 Misplaced tour. UK tour so they pushed it to like February March 86 and I went on that tour and I went when I went on that tour I was Fish's best mate the rest of the band just saw me as Fish's guy and by the end of that tour it was like I was now one of the band and I was on the outs what what, what instrument did you play (laughs) um yeah well you know special effects yeah yeah I brought I, vibes. Vibe, I yeah, was vibe, on vibes. Like bez. You brought the vibes. <laughs> I was the bez yeah, of Marillion. Really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually go on the stage. No, you didn't even you do that. Fi- you could feel the presence just before Fish went on the stage. I'd be with you. You were there like a boxing trainer, massaging his shoulders, and you're, you're the greatest man. I have to go just, on tiptoes to yeah, massage his shoulders. You're the greatest man. Get out there, fucking knock that guy yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Uh, that's Coco. He loves a bit of aggro. Yeah. Um, no, it was just uh, I suddenly realised why they had such a hard time with him in the band 
because you'd be on the bus like in the morning at the hotel you've had your breakfast on the bus sitting there and everybody having a laugh and a joke all very pleasant and fish would get on and the atmosphere would change yeah. suddenly it was problems problems yeah. and um he just was super fucking serious you know what he was like and um still is really but very in those days where he's now a big star he's carrying the world on his shoulders and he has made a fantastic record with clutching at straws but it I think for him it was a bit like that song stuck in the middle with you, your clowns to the left of me, yeah. jokers to my right. Because John Arneson was still the manager. Yes. And I told you that story, we're on that tour. Um, we're in this room and everybody's coked out of their brains and Fish is telling me about how the next album sleeve is going to be. Which, the album ended up being Clutching at Straws. But at the time he's saying, like Lawrence of Arabia, you know, this face, you see the sand in his eyes and the blue eyes and... John Harrison's going, fuck all that. No one's going <laughs> to give a fuck about the car. What you want to do is write another fucking Kaylee, mate. You need another fucking Kaylee. Yeah. She's going, fuck off. We're not fucking singles, man. And the cover, you see the vista. You know, go, fuck the vista. Where's Kaylee, you can? Yeah. yeah so, proper so, management. Proper management. Yeah. You see, focusing on the yeah. main idea. Yeah. So now I could, I could see from both points of view because I interviewed every single one of them about their lives. And um, so you suddenly really did see and feel what it was like to be them and not him. Yeah. And of course he was the one that was always popular with the journalists, but you know, the journalist leaves after an hour or two, they don't have to now get back on the bus with this bloke or, and there were so many times, you know, he'd, he'd be crying in the bar, you know, because some terrible news. There was always some terrible news, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Benny, who I knew was a wee lad, has died. <laughs> yeah, I knew, and yeah, problems, you know. Um, or, oh, the fucking tabloids are after me. You yeah. know, he's always talking about how the tabloids had it in for him, and, you know. He was just on this whole rock star trip. And, yeah. and, and of course, it, a lot of it was true. Mm. But a lot of it was just, you know, look at me. You In know. his head. Um, yeah. Coco's messing with my wires. Coco, what's the matter? But um, what else happened? Uh, didn't Metallica release Garage Days re-revisited? Oh, did they? Who cares about that? Oh, no, I liked that. Oh, do you? That, but that's you all over, isn't what it? Do you that's just what do you, you mean? all over. What, liking Metallica? Yeah. Well, no, it's like it's like you're the person who likes the Metallica and Lou Reed album. Oh, yeah. That they haven't made yet, but will in some years to come. Oh, that's a ludicrous yeah. suggestion. You know, you, you're the kind of person who likes that because you're Saint contrary. Anger. If they were ever to make in the far future an album called Saint, Saint Anger, Anger the with worst, elastic band bass. The worst danga, danga, album. Danga, 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 one of the all-time mar I think... If they were to do that, it might be one of the all-time yeah. ma misunderstood masterpieces. Yeah. No. You didn't like Garage Days re revisited Can't even remember what's on it. It's all those old punk songs, isn't it? And a budgie song. Oh, right. What budgie song did they do? Was it Turn to Stone? No. Um, Bread, fan. Bread, Bread Fan. Bread Fan. Bread Fan. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing that ruined Bread Fan was in the middle of it. <laughs> Budgie were on it. <laughs> it was right in the middle. They suddenly they did that thing they always did in those days. They just stopped and go, ding, 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 yeah. ding. Wee, wee, wee. It's like, ah, oh, get back to the riff, get back to the riff. Dun, 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 d
and and Green Death was on there as well, mm. which had been by that group that Glenn Danzig was in yeah. before the Misfits. Misfits, yeah, the old yeah. Danzig, what a man. And Metallica, now, did a, Metallica had got Danzig. They'd have been a decent band. <laughs> they should have got Danzig in on bass, bass and Cliff. vocals. Never mind James. James can do the backups. He was James in the front man. Is he get Danzig? The old evil Elvis out the front. That'd evil be, Elvis. Yeah, he's yeah, I like great. That. Big wristbands yeah. and the black hair. Nose job. Mother, tell your children not to come my way. That was good. That's better than any Metallica song. I bet in the future, say a year from now, when they release their first album without Cliff, I bet they'll do a tour of the UK where Danzig is the support. Yeah. And I bet I'll be sitting there at Newcastle City Hall after the show where Danzig is holding court in the bar. And like Metallica in there. And they're all sort of sitting around him like... Looking know, oh, at him. See, Glenn, I told you they should Glenn. have got Danzig in oh, the band. Oh, Glenn's so funny. Oh, get Glenn. Danzig, Metallica. You're going nowhere. Yeah. Get Danzig. Metallazig. You don't even need to... Dan Talica. You don't even need to change the name. Just no. get him. Metallica meets Danzig. Yeah. Metallica, get Danzig. As a follow-up to the Lou Reed thing, if they ever were to do that. If they, yeah. But because no, Garage could Days still re, do it re, now. Revisited was fantastic. They did... Um, they did a secret air, air things, a secret gig at the 100 Club. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Did you go? No. I went. Yeah. And it was packed. It was so packed, I couldn't see anything, right? <laughs> I couldn't see. <laughs> it's like that gig you went to. What was it that, what that woman said to you when you were standing in her way? Oh, yes. You're receding. <laughs> That was a, that was Bonham at the Palace in LA. You were I, and I'd interviewed Jason before the show. Yeah. We had about five pints each. He could really yeah. tuck it away <laughs> in those days. And so I'm I'm sort of leaning on the mixing desk watching the show, like you know, little bit unsteady. And I go to get yet another drink because yeah. the Palace is like, you know, like a, a, the music machine used to be. You know, in bars and you stand up and watch. And when I got back, there's two birds in my spot. Yeah. So I stand in front of them. And she's like, get out of the way. I said, well, you're in my spot. And she went, you're receding. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an LA it's insult. It is a brilliant insult, isn't it? Yeah. And she, it was like she got me. Yeah. I, it was no comeback. No, there is no comeback, no. Slink away now. Yeah. Slink away, yeah. tail between Slink legs. Slink away with your receding hairline <laughs> and your tail between your legs. <laughs> Get yourself down the boulevard into yeah. the fucking hair shop where yeah. Lemmy goes. Oh, in, in the future. <laughs> Get yourself a new hair Syrup. Style. Get yeah. yourself a syrup, mate. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah, so 100 o'clock. I can't see anything. I can't see anything. Um, literally can't see anything. Because sort of, the stage is like, you know, a foot high. And Ross... Oh, Ross Halfin, he's a photographer. Did you, did you ever hear of him? Yes, he comes into the Crane office every now and again. Now and again. In 1987. Now and again when he's not on a sunbed. Yeah. Blistering. Um, <laughs> Turning the yeah. colour of yeah. oak. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he was a bit of a prankster. He and I would perform pranks on each yeah. other. Jovially, though. Oh, very yeah. heartfelt. Yeah. In a very, you know, friendly way. Yeah. He said to me, as they came off the stage, all with their towels and rushed into the car, you know, I couldn't see shit, right? 
he goes, I said to him, I couldn't see shit. He goes, you didn't see Jason faint? I went, what? He goes, fucking Eustace fainted. Wow. So I reviewed it, and in it I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, and then Eustace fainted. <laughs> like a girl. Basically. Yeah. What a poof, you know. <laughs> he didn't faint. Ross made it up, Right. But because I couldn't see shit, I thought, well, yeah. here's something. You if I don't mention it. that, it will yeah. sound like I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Cut to, I'm going to imagine, I'm going to imagine nine months into the, a year into the future uh, in America. And I'm with Metallica and Jason Newsted fucking rips into me. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the... Hey, man, you said I fainted. That finally it came out. You said, yeah. you fucking said I fainted. I never fucking fainted. I went, still don't know what he's talking about. You know? <laughs> I went, oh, you're at the 100 Club when you fainted. Yeah. I didn't fucking faint. <laughs> well, Ross said and I'm you like, did. are you sure? <laughs> well, Ross said you did. I, that's what I should have said. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't pieced it together yet. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, in conclusion, John... Uh, Fondest memory of '87. This recently gone, recently just gone. gone yeah. What was my fondest memory? I think I think getting my job at Korean <laughs> <laughs> because I just got it and it's great. Do you remember your unfortunate nickname in those days? I don't know if I even got that. Have I got that nickname yet? Yes, because didn't you start out as an intern? Oh, yes. Oh, Lackey Boy. Yeah. Lackey I think Boy. Were, yeah, yeah, Lackey Boy. So Bestowed so, upon me by Crusher Jewel. By Crusher Jewel. You see, he used to click his fingers, go, <laughs> Lackey Boy, when he wanted his photos drawn up for his... I used to go in the darkroom, project the photo he wanted onto the marker, the layout, no computers uh, in no, those days. And draw around the image so the typesetters could see how he wanted it cropped. Yeah. Lackey Boy. Go and draw up my photos. To the point where, because there was a popular hit, I think about 86, by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. So when you used to appear, I don't know, we probably did do it to you, your face, because that's how we were. Yeah. Oh, you did it to my face. But don't worry about that. John would walk in and we'd go, I we should be, be so, so lackey, lackey, <laughs> lackey, lackey. I should be a yeah. lackey boy. <laughs> So would you say Kylie was a fond yeah, memory yeah, of that very year? Fond, highlight yeah, of that highlight year? Highlight of that year, very much so, yes. Okay, and on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Farewell, 87. Goodbye, 1987. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>